Rediscover the 80s, your retro news and talk station. Welcome to Memory Jogger, a podcast featuring the childhood tales of two friends who grew up in central Pennsylvania during the 1980s and early 90s. This is Jason. And this is Wyatt. Jason and I have known each other since the fourth grade, and this podcast dives deep into our memory banks to extract what we can remember during our formative years. And while our perspective can be regional, we also touch on pop culture that is sure to translate to other Gen Xers. Join us as we jog down memory lane in this episode of Memory Jogger. Yes, welcome back to Memory Jogger right here on Rediscover the 80s. You've got Jason here. Of course, Wyatt is here too. I am here. How are you guys doing out there? How about you, Jason? I'm hanging in there. We've both uh, been struggling with some things. <laughs> yes. Kept us, kept us from uh, getting back on the air here, but uh, good to hear your voice and, and get back into this. And uh, before we get into the show, just a quick reminder, we're sponsored by RetroViewer. And uh, if you use the link in the show notes, just click on over. You can uh, do it that way and then punch in RD80s as a coupon code, as a promo code in your card as you're checking out. You can get free shipping on one reel and viewer set that we've talked about in the past, but uh, wanted to thank them for sponsoring us and uh we have uh, i guess some feedback from uh, a show that happened a while back but uh go ahead and lay that on us man we have two f- comments really and, and again this is from our our old classmate bob he's going through successively i guess through the podcast stream mm-hmm. so he's he's a, a few podcasts behind but we're still going to comment him which is funny because towards the end of my conversation he says he feels like he's bombarding me with comments. And I said, not at all. Keep it going. You know, yeah. eventually you'll hear your comments since we read them all. <laughs> he sent me this meme that has, um, I think it's the the guy from Quantum Leap. Uh-huh. It might even be from Quantum Leap for the meme, but it says, oh boy. Yes. That was his catchphrase. So anyway, here it is. So I'm a little behind, but I just listened to the Matchbox Cars episode. I don't remember when you started at CACS, that's Clearfield Alliance, but were you there from 83 to 84? I'm pretty sure Jason was. He goes back as far as I can remember there. Mm -hmm. If you weren't, see if he remembers this. My fourth grade, his third grade year, at recess, we would get in the back of the classroom and try to crash our matchbox slash Hot Wheels together from across the room from each other. Hmm. Hmm. I don't clearly remember why. Maybe we thought it looked cool or to see which car came out more dominant in the matchup. <laughs> I do remember having one of those Hot Wheels crack-up cars then. I thought it went well with the whole concept of crashing into each other. Right. I also remember having a Matchbox burning key cart then too, oh, which is gosh, the one that yeah. I had that had the key uh, that I talked about. I remember, yeah. So so you said third and fourth grade. Yeah. We had, so for people that don't know, we had two grains that were in one classroom, Mm -hmm. at least for a while. I don't know if that was uh, the case in our high school years. but It was. We talked about this in our high school days that they married basically first, second, third, fourth, and just keep on going up. They married those two classes together. I don't know how they did it. I don't recall if we like took... 
10th grade's curriculum when we were in ninth grade and they switched it out. I don't know if they did that, but I thought we all took the same class, no, even though we were grade up. No, I think we, I remember some classes where it would go on like, I don't know, ninth grade would be having class and 10th grade would have study hall during that time when we were together. That is true. We had that, especially over at the church side. I remember that because we did the, yeah. the football and the, the Apple games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I do remember that, but yeah, I, I remember which room we were in for third and fourth grade. That was on uh, the other side of the school down there by the office, like across from the boys bathroom. Pretty sure that was the room that we were when we were in third and fourth grade. And then we moved over to the other side for fifth and sixth with Mr. Moore over there uh, mm -hmm. across the hall. Anyway, uh, don't specifically remember the, the matchbox, uh, derby <laughs> we'll say but i'm obviously a, you know i was there i started when i was in first grade at the school so that puts me back to gosh i don't know what 83 82 probably about 82 yeah anyway you came so that, in in fourth grade right correct okay so that memory kind of escapes me but yeah i was there <laughs> so that comment was actually about a month ago so fast forward to just during this week his second comment is just listen to the slot car episode i actually had the dukes of hazard set i don't oh, know wow. if there was an expansion pack to add the jump to others but the one that i had came with the jump stock i love that thing realistically it was just a simple figure eight but the general lee and the jump really made it for me i really wish that i still had it but I ran it to death. I ran it so much that even at the age of six, seven, eight, whatever age I was, I became an expert at using steel wool to clean the contacts on the track and <laughs> under the cars. Nice. And I returned back saying, you know, glad you're enjoying it. And that's when we got on this tangent about him feeling like he's bombarding us. So um, <laughs> he hasn't heard our comments yet, but he's going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Well, I'm glad uh, he's, going along and uh yeah just like uh bob is doing go back if you you know haven't been here from the beginning when we started memory jogger go on back and listen to some of those earlier episodes because there's some fun ones in there some uh there some is. Topics we've been doing we this playing a little bit more yeah we've been doing this i think i captured the last podcast it will be 10 years in may may 22nd of 2013 we did Actually, we didn't do a meet the hosts, or we did, and it's not aired. So it'll be probably this month that we've had. Wow. Um, I didn't think it was that long for this show. But... Yep, we did. Um, let me double check. No, I, I I stand corrected. Our rediscover the '80s. The first episode started May twenty second of twenty thirteen with VH1's "I Love the '80s" so, type yeah, of theme. My, the original format, yeah, and right. Then... We did then, some other memories and, and some other shows there at the beginning. We did Night Rider uh, memories, Back to the Future memories. Yeah. And then October 14th of 2016 is when we began Memory Jogger. So okay. we've been going on for seven years, almost seven years. Wow. Wow. So it's, it's still fun. We still got plenty of memories to jog. We still have about, <laughs> give or take, 60 on the, on uh, the yeah. spool here. All right. Well. You ready to get into it? See what our topic is tonight? Let's spin that big wheel. One dollar, one dollar. <laughs> Here we go. 
Here we go. Stand up comics. Ooh, okay. We've talked about uh, at least one, Robin Williams, who was a stand up comic. We have. Yeah. Well, we have casually breathed by a few uh, <laughs> that we've heard on our cassettes, Andrew Dice Clay. As oh, well. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And he was mixtapes. Um, uh, we had several that we listened to in the car. So before I got a car, when did you get your uh, your first car? It was junior year. It was junior year. Okay. Uh, it was my, you know, you can go back to our early driving days that encompasses our vehicles, especially me since I had like 15 <laughs> or something. I don't, I'm kidding. Uh, I had three, four, geez, I'm counting. I had four within my two years of high school. <laughs> well, the one I remember most is the Turismo. Yes. I had a 1980 Pontiac Phoenix two door. Right. That was like a Chevy citation, but the Pontiac version looked a little bit cooler than the Chevy citation. Anyway, mm-hmm. And it was, I think I had it all of, on the road, I think I had it all of four months on the road. Uh, <laughs> wow. Before Seems I... longer than that. It, well, I sat in it. I did the whole, I uh, made the comedy that, you know, I did the Aaron Tippin, Ain't Nothing Wrong With The Radio theme. Yeah. Because I was always out messing with the radio and, you know, we're doing whatever, adding the fog lights and then the clear driving lights, I called them. So I had the, like the two door sedan version of BA's, you know, bright light. <laughs> van. You, were, you were the one that had all the, the cassettes. So where did you come up with uh, these stand up comics and cassettes? Comedy that was cassettes? working at the gas station. My first job working at old town road Exxon. There was a guy there that used to uh, work with me. Um, his name escapes me at the moment. Uh, I'll think of it hopefully soon. Anyway, he was the one that had the more coarse, I guess, audio listening delights. I don't know what you else you would call it. He had the, the more coarse cassettes. And he'd sit there on, on his shift. I'd be sitting with him. And he'd be listening to Andrew Dice Clay while we're, you know, taking in the customers. Um, <laughs> we'd have Cheech and Chong. We had the, uh, uh, what's the other one we had? Oh, the, the Bob Rivers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we played that not just in Christmas time, but we did it whenever. But those were the big comics that I remember listening to. And that's, I dubbed them and <laughs> we had a copy in the car. So when we were driving up to Beefs, which was our hangout, if those of you haven't listened to us yet, uh, it was a little burger joint up, I don't know, 20 minutes or so out of town. And had a few arcade games, uh, a pool table, a few, two or three pinball games. And you know, on the way, that 20 minute basically drive, we would just listen to whatever. Yeah. Uh, That's I, what I remember. It's mainly listening to those in your car. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Andrew Dice Clay was kind of, uh, I don't want to put this. <laughs> he was the R rated version of a stand up comedy because he was R- all about you know, the F bomb and. Yeah, uh, those his, nursery his, rhymes. Yeah, yeah, nursery rhymes. Um, but we laughed. I mean, gosh, you know, we so growing up in the <laughs> in the small private school there, and not getting exposed to a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Hearing that this was like contraband. 
listening to Andrew Dice Clay and it was we, contraband to my uh, dad. I mean, I'm sure if he would have uh, heard that, too, I would have been yeah. hung up. <laughs> but uh wow, yeah, that was a that was a real eye opener. And uh so that's what I remember the stand up comics. Uh, Cheech and Chong aren't necessarily stand up, but uh, no, they are more of a kind of a, the old school audio um like radio shows but on cassette yeah yeah just comedy stuff but uh yeah so he was one i remember early on what's another early comic you remember listening to or or watching on tv what are the ones on tv and i stumbled onto it on showtime i think i think that's what we had showtime then that you and i have watched over and over almost to the heart's content and that was called the Comedy Club All-Star Five. And we got to listen to, it was hosted by Joan Rivers, who came out and emceed it. And she'd do her little, you know, couple jokes, but it was mostly about the stand-ups. A lot of them were, I'll almost call them almost no names. There was a few that have mm-hmm. become a little more familiar nowadays, but they were still in the grand scheme. There's still no names. You know, they're not, they're not Robin Williams. They're, they're not, Oh, what's his name? Uh, we watched him on, um, um, see no evil, hear no evil. Oh, Richard uh, Pryor, Richard Pryor. They're not them, Murphy, you know, famous ones, yeah. big, even Bill Cosby, you know, they're not the big famous ones, but they had a good ensemble. They're good. Uh, skit. The first one that came out was called, Fred Greenlee, and I'm trying to remember his skits, but there, I'll, I'll give you the list of the comics. Fred Greenlee, Michelle Baudry, but I don't remember her at all. Ron Shock, Tommy Blaze, and Kenny Rogerson. Now, Ron Shock is the one that Jason and I... So we thought he was hilarious. He was the best one out of the bunch because he just told a tale. And I still remember the intro from Joan Rivers. He was like a preacher. He had been in prison. He had done this and he'd done that. So his delivery was kind of like a pastoral, <laughs> the way he emphasized when he tried to give the punchline, it would be something like that. So you were kind of getting sermonized. It's the best way that I can describe it. Mm-hmm. But just I was in Baton Rouge fishing, and you know Jason and I already know what that part <laughs> is from, and I have some of it. But again, it starts getting a little edgy when one of the guys something pops <laughs> out. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, he, you'll you'll have to look up. I don't know if it, that uh, comedy All Stars Five is on YouTube or not. But I haven't found it yet. But I found Ron Shock. He does a lot of comedy. He even has admitted on a lot of the videos I've come across. All he did was go to the local town or city, wherever he was in, and grab the local newspaper. And he mm-hmm. his all his material came from the newspaper. So he'd see some oddball news headline. And that's what he made the joke out of. And he'd sit there and say, oh, here comes another one. And that was his line to get ready for. Here comes the next joke. And one of our funniest ones that we can probably say safely was when he was I saw this guy selling seats band seats on the interstate I mean who would think to be selling seats for a van <laughs> I mean yeah. what you know what are you thinking you like 
you know, hey, Myrtle, you know, driving this here van without a seat, yeah, getting a bit, little bit standing up, <laughs> standing up, yeah, getting a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, every time you have to shift the gang gear, <laughs> so uh, Myrtle, if you see any van seats, guys selling you know, van seats alongside the highway, <laughs> oh, right there, right there, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he was just a riot, and the way he described it. Awesome. And I can't remember if it's Tommy Blaze or if it's Kenny Rogerson. I think it's Tommy Blaze. He would deliver the the one he did he did a, a, a bit that he said that he said that all comics have done this, where it's that's a hardware themed comic. And I can't remember the exact thing, but he goes by and says, if George Carlin said told you, well, he'd overanalyze it. You know, he'd be saying, What do they call it hardware? It's not all hard and you don't wear any of it. That's right. Yeah. I do remember that routine. And then they said, if you got Bill Cosby, well, first of all, he'd take for, you know, five minutes to tell one line of this whole, the whole joke. And he had that big, you know, one foot cigar taking a big puff on it. <laughs> then he yeah. said, if you, then Dice, Andrew Dice Clay would just, you know, really make a, a nice innocent thing into the most foulest thing, you know, uh, yeah, joke you've yeah. ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, he was a, like, basically doing impressions of other comics. And then uh, he did one for Jan, uh, um, uh, Sam Kennison as well. Yeah. But it was the delivery, the fun of that. I still have the copy of it. That's the VCR tape that has come. There's a little latch kind of like, you know, Jason and I would remember the reel-to-reels. So when you spun the reel-to-reel to get uh, the tape on the thing, there was a little kind of a... Uh, a groove that you would hold and let the reel to reel run like two or three times around to basically keep itself. Well, cassettes, a lot of them have a little tiny, almost a puzzle piece that clamps the tape on. Maybe it's just a scotch tape on mine, but either way it's come off. It's not uh, torn up. It's just come off. And I still have that tape somewhere in my stash. <laughs> I just need to put it on. But those are my big stand-ups stand that I was a part of. Uh, how about you? I've gone way on. No, I uh, was trying to think like the first time I realized stand-up comedy was a thing. It might have been Star Search. You remember that show with Ed McMahon? I didn't watch it too much, but I know of it, yes. They had there was always what like the model competition and then they had like the talent competition and then they had the stand-up comics so like one would be the champion and then one would come out do a bit and then they would vote to see who was still if the the guy was going to repeat his champion or if they had a new champion but i remember that being an early show that i realized well this is what stand-up comedy is they come out and they try to make you laugh in other words mm -hmm. so i remember that being a big deal because dad always watched star search not for the comedy but uh, mm -hmm. he uh he would we watched that and then i think it was probably late 80s or early 90s mtv did the uh half hour comedy hour that's what they called it. And uh, a lot of times it would be just a couple comics that would come out, but then they, they did these like remix episodes where they're just taking clips from several comics throughout the whole half, half hour. And uh, I remember taping some 
uh, off of MTV and going back and watching those. I'm trying to think of some comics I might have saw there, but you know the big ones. They did those specials, like you're talking about the comedy all stars. They did the one comedy relief, which was always hosted by Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg, and Robin Williams, I believe. And they did probably four or five of those, and it was basically like a telethon thing where they came out and did comedy and was raising money for some cause. Uh, but they had always the the you know bigger comics for them, George Carlin and all of them uh, come out and do their little routine and onto the next guy. And they did skits uh, for that as well. I remember when we were um, talking about Robin Williams, I, th- I think it was not too long after that. I found a clip of Ernest uh, Jim Varney interacting with Robin Williams, which I had never seen before. And they were backstage at one of those comic relief things and just riffing off each other back and forth. It's a hilarious clip. But they did a skit or Ernest did a skit <laughs> earlier in that show. It was why they brought him in. And uh, it was it was nuts. You'll have to go out to YouTube and watch that. But yeah, so they were doing those kind of specials. I know on the pay channels, which I didn't get uh, one comic I always enjoyed watching. And I can't remember if it was probably over at your house since you had it Showtime and all them, but Sinbad was one that I really enjoyed watching his stand-up comedy. And it, he always made me laugh. He had the, the mannerisms and all that down. And he was more of a practical guy as far as his comedy goes, everyday kind of stuff. Uh, and then you had Gallagher. And I don't oh, remember God. watching a lot of Gallagher, but you know, he was the one that always smashed the watermelon at the end of his routine there. And the audience would come with like ponchos on you know, in the front row and Sam Kennison. I do remember watching a little bit of him. It might've been one of those specials or something, or uh, I don't know if they were, I'm assuming they were releasing some of their specials to VHS. Maybe I rented some along the way. But yeah, those are the main ones, like the early ones in the 80s that I remember watching and uh, seeing. Well, Sam Kennison, he appeared on like Married with Children and Mm -hmm. what is the music video? He was in one of the music videos, too. Can't remember which one. Um, One of the hard rock videos. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of like when I'm getting the the gist of stand up comedy. We're listening to that. And then you brought... Jeff Foxworthy into my life. Oh, yes. (laughs) Just. You uh, might be a redneck, yeah. Yeah. From that first album, I've been a fan of his stand-up comedy. And I remember you had that one. And I think it's Games Rednecks Play. It was right around that time. Probably. And, And I dubbed them on one cassette Oh, one side was one, you know, one side yeah, was the other. It yeah. was one of those longer cassettes. And I remember listening to that, me and the wife going back and forth between Georgia and Pennsylvania <laughs> on our road trips. We'd pop in Jeff Foxworth. We had to listen to that tape and we still cite lines back and forth to each other to this day. But man, he, his stand up comedy has been 
one I've enjoyed over the years and up through really when the, uh, the first blue collar comedy tour hit, which was early two thousands, I think is when I remember grabbing that DVD and just rolling, you know, at all four of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I don't know. I think I learned of them at the same at the gas station and, Jeff Foxworth, that is. And I ended up going, in fact, if you go back to our mixtape episode, I think I ended up finding like seven Jeff Foxworth tapes somehow. Mm-hmm. I really, like you, I really enjoyed his comedy. So funny. And then, like you said, he, he joined that kind of a quartet mm-hmm. uh, going on all, all those comedy tours that they did. It was just. Yeah, they're still doing fabulous. it like up through maybe just a few years ago. Well, well three of them between him and Larry and uh, Ingvall, Bill Ingvall, mm-hmm. the three of them were still doing some shows together. Cause I remember watching one on, I don't know, Netflix or Amazon or one of those streamers that was just from a few years ago. And they're still hilarious. Oh yeah. Uh, the other, um, the other thing I was going to mention too, uh, where we saw standups a lot of times, or at least I did was on uh, the tonight show with Johnny Carson. And even uh, to some extent, Dave Letterman, they would bring stand-up comics on. And that's where I watched a lot of those guys and found out about a lot of them through there, like Rodney Dangerfield. You know, he they oh, love yes. to bring him that's on, true. Johnny Carson. And I think just pretty much everybody that was big at the time in the stand-up comedy, you know, once you did The Tonight Show, even like Jerry Seinfeld, you, you have it made. Once you got to that level, and if you're making Johnny laugh over there, then you were golden, man. You were you were set to oh yeah tour the country. So I enjoy watching some of those early stand up comedy routines. I think it's one of the the Tonight Show. Well, there's a Tonight Show channel on YouTube, which is great. Lots of old clips and complete shows, but they'll have like clips of the first appearance of Drew Carey or Jay Leno. Jerry Seinfeld, all those are on there and you can watch their early stand-up routines. And that's that was another way to to get to stand-up comedy. But yeah, it was not a lot of the R-rated stuff like Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. They were huge back in the 80s, but Oh yes. It was yeah, <laughs> it was outlawed by all means, you know, around around us, so we had to almost sneak some of those comics <laughs> like Andrew Dice Clay to to get some laughs in, in the uh, and hear what the adult people had to say. Right. But yeah. I think that's, I mean, as far as uh, uh, stand up comics go, any others that you watch nowadays that you like? It's honestly been hard to keep up. Uh, okay. I haven't really kept up on many of the newcomers. The only one that I've, I've really been a fan of, I guess of late is Jeff Dunham with the puppets right uh, yeah. the ventriloquist i know there's a couple other ventriloquists i've come to admire but i don't uh is it jalipsy is the, one of the newer ones he was a uh, america's got talent or something i don't winner, know that one. and he's become a big phenomenon now i've, Jeff I've seen a couple big one though i mean he's got so many specials right and he really started out the one the video that started out he did a what was a five five characters he, he had walter big daddy d What's the other one? Bubba J, Peanut, and Jalapeno. Those, I thought, yeah, those are the five. They were just phenomenal 
and how he's able to deliver. Now he does when he starts speeding up, he not as great at ventriloquism. I've watched his mouth, so he <laughs> loses it a little bit. But I mean, he's spot on. He can change the voices really well. He's got all this repertoire of the cast. He freshens it up. He interacts with the the usually one or two people within the the first row or so. Every now and then he throws a loop. I don't know if it's canned or something. He was doing letters, you know, reading letters from the the audience that walks in and or they hey, this guy has a question. Oh, oh, hey Andrew, yeah, right there, yeah, there you are. What's this? <laughs> you know, and he'll rattle off a joke, and I don't, I don't know if it's canned or if he just improvs it the whole nine. Yeah, but he's, I've seen him twice in person. That's how much of a, a fan I was. Both times in New Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, when I was stationed up there, I saw him first in a what almost seemed to be an old um, opera house or true theater where there's like two tiers. You got the main floor and your upper tier. There they basically brought back Bubba J because he had taken him off tour for a little bit. And it was funny because all of us, the audience was rattling off every single phrase word that, that it's like <laughs> it we watched. Memorized. Well, that's it. It's like we watched the DVD like 10 times before we went to the show. So <laughs> and I still remember Jeff was like, okay, let's turn to Bubba J chapter two and verse, whatever. <laughs> there was two ladies that were very loud, laughing, almost cackling. One to my right, looking to, at Jeff and one was up on the second tier. And at some point, halfway through they're just really cackling i mean getting louder and louder the one up top really cackling and he just turns bubba jay and says mama (laughs) it was so hilarious and you don't grasp how big that doll is when you see the dvds he looks kind of big but when you see him in live it's like that doll is half the height of jeff that's how big these dolls really are and i'm sure it's Really, because you know you're on stage, you are looking at you know hundreds, if not thousands, of people from a distance trying to see without the screen. Yeah, you know the yeah. the image. The second time I saw him was out at um, he got to a bigger uh, venue up in Trenton, and it was kind of disheartening because we were up closer. I bought closer tickets. Mm-hmm. I might have been ten rows back or or somewhere in that vicinity, so I had a good line of sight with him and he was touring with guitar guy but it had been, it, we we had to have been like his next to last stop for his tour because he was those two weren't even really laughing at their own jokes like when Ahmed does the the songs with the guitar guy give me a note you know when he does that everybody's cracking up and you see guitar guy I just love messing with the guitar guy you know he's cracking up even on the video where there they're like yeah, yeah, let's make it all, look good. All you know? routine. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I've I've been a fan of him. How about you? What's the latest that you've been watching? I know you watch someone else. Yeah, there's three that come to mind that we've watched the most. Uh, me and the wife like to watch stand up every once in a while when we need a laugh. Uh, the big one is Jim Gaffigan. We love Jim Gaffigan. He's very practical in his comedy as well. We we saw him last year here in Montgomery and it was fun. He had his son with him and his son was out there introducing him, you know, cracking jokes. And uh, that was really fun. The second one is Brian Regan. I love Brian Mm -hmm. Regan. He's very animated, hilarious guy. He did one not too long ago, I think at Red Rocks. 
And that was a pretty funny special. But the one, the uh, epitome of hyperbole or the epitome of hyperbole was what he calls it. (laughs) That special, I could recite you the whole thing. So funny. I think my sister-in-law actually got introduced me to him. And we've seen him at least once while he's been here in Montgomery. He's been great. And then one that I've come to love just in the last few years, his name is Sebastian Maniscalco. He's a little more rough around the edges with the language and, and topics, but he has some hilarious mannerisms when he's explaining something. He goes into nostalgia a little bit too. Uh, one of his best known bits is when he talks about company. Remember when company used to come over and your your mom had this cake set aside. No, don't touch it. That's for company. We're having company come, you know, whatever. And, you know, now somebody knocks on the door and you're like, everybody down, get down. Right. You know, who's knocking on my door? So, you know, back in the 80s and you, know, you, you, you know, people would just stop by. Oh, we got company. And uh talk and visit with people for, you know, an hour or so feed them dessert. But uh, he's very funny. He's had several two or three specials now that are really fun. One other one too, I'll mention that I just, I don't, I don't know how I uh, found some of his stand-up specials, maybe just through YouTube is uh, Tom Wilson, Biff from back oh, to the future. Yes. He's hilarious. And he loves to, you know, self-deprecate on all the back to the future stuff. He's all right, let's get all this over with, you know, and he brought out, he brings out a guitar and we'll sing a little song about back to the future. He's hilarious, man. He's hilarious. I would love to meet him one day and just (laughs) talk to him for 30 minutes because he seems just like a really fun guy. But anyway, those are a few in recent years that I've really enjoyed I haven't really, I've gone back and watched some old stand up just as it, it hits me, you know, on YouTube. I've watched some Rodney Dangerfield clips of him, and there's some videos out there that will string clips together from different routines, you know. Uh, I have gone back and watched Sam Kennison just out of sheer curiosity. Uh, George Carlin, I think those are the main ones that I've gone back and watched. Of course, well, Eddie Murphy, too. Because I hadn't seen Raw was his big comedy special back in the 80s. Oh, yes. On VHS and every everywhere. And it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe a few years ago that I sat down and watched that special. So there's been some like that, that like the him and Richard Pryor mainly that I only watched seen in movies, but not, you know, their stand up comedy until, you know, more recent in years. So, but anyway, I think that's... uh about do it right yeah i i'm really devoid of what's out there currently i'm not a big watcher of uh the america's got talents and america's idol yeah so i'm I'm so devoid of what's out there like you i've gone back a few times i've hit or miss sam kennison especially when i was a teenager but only when i saw it and it's usually when i'm flipping channels that i catch the like the last little bit when he's going off you know oh god what are you doing that to me what are you doing blah, blah, blah. he just rattles yeah. the screens at the same <laughs> yeah. time yeah <gasps> so um but yeah i'd, but, I'd yeah. love to hear some uh maybe your first interaction with some stand-up comics some that you remember at an early age and some that you've found more recently 
would love to get those comments uh, this coming week or whenever you listen to this. Yeah, we look forward to it. Well, it was good talking to you again. I'm sorry it's been a minute. You know, everybody that's listening that we haven't been on the air for a while, but uh, hey, we take the the chances when we get and it, things lined up tonight to get on the air. So this was fun talking about stand-up comics. Absolutely. This is fun reminiscing and uh, getting even a chuckle or two just from a couple lines that we can recall. And I'm sure you got some lines and some stand-up comedies too. And like Jason said, please share them with us. Uh, on one of our many outlets, as we'll say just in, in the close here. Well, everybody have a good one. All right. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to Memory Jogger. If we jogged a few of your memories, we'd love to hear about it this week. Visit the show notes for our Tell Me voicemail link and record your thoughts on today's topic or any others from our archive. We'll be sure to play it back on a future episode and give our reaction. You can also post your comments to our show notes at rediscoverthe80s.com, which is the home base for Memory Jogger and more 80s nostalgia. You can also find us on Twitter. Jason is at RD80s and I am at InfamousWV. And if you enjoy listening to the show, leave us a star rating or review in your podcast app of choice. Or better yet, share this episode on social media. Join us again next time as we challenge our brains on another episode of Memory Jogger.